Alrighty, Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. Good morning, everybody. Okay, well, I know there might be an echo or whatever. That's because I'm in my other room. Hey. <laughs> so I just wanted to get a few things started up in here by meditating in here and starting to record videos in here. Not videos, but episodes and maybe YouTube down the line. But for now, let me just go ahead and get into this topic that I wanted to talk about with you guys and just shed some light on my experience and as to why I am the way I am about certain things and why I say the things that I say. So here we go. Um, There might be some noise in the background. These people still aren't done mowing the lawn. Like just when I was about to start, it's like, yeah, we're here to mess up the party or whatever, so alright. But sorry y'all, I had to puff on this vape real quick because this doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> They've been mowing the same lawn for like three hours now. How much mowing of this lawn do you have to do? I guess because they figure we're in the front part of my complex, so. But I think they're starting to move on, but they're taking too long for me. So for now, while there's noise in the background, I've been doing great. I just really struggle sometimes with how I feel and what if I want to talk today or, you know, just motivation sometimes. And, you know, that comes from the background that I've came from and certain things that I had to experience. Sometimes I really just don't even feel like talking to anyone. And, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes for me. But I'm trying to get better with it. Like, I'm really just trying to do a lot of self-heal, self-teaching, like, trying to basically rewire my brain because I live alone and you can hear the echo my place is big I've yet to furnish it completely you know my room and bathroom and the important areas are you know obviously furnished but in the other areas of my home like my basement my other room that I'm in now certain places it's like okay but, you know, it's it's kind of big, and I'd be hearing cracks and, not cracks, but like little creaks and, you know, little sounds that happen. And I just have to mentally get over certain things. Like, that's not your cousin. That's not your aunt. That's not your parent. That's not your sister. That's not a dog. That's not, like, coming from staying home and, not staying home, but coming from, you know, being at home, living with family, it's like kind of exhausting so it's like you know when you finally branch out and become your own entity it's like oh my god what is that sound is somebody coming they're coming upstairs let me get dressed or they're coming downstairs if you live downstairs it's it's just so weird like i'm trying to get over that and i was talking to my sister about that the other day um we talk about a lot of different things and 
that was just one of the things that come up and she's like you know you're gonna be all right you're gonna be all right i'm like i know but for now it really just sucks like knowing damn good and well ain't nobody in this house with me like i really be turning around sometimes like who is that what is going on and it really be nothing and that comes from staying living with people and living at home and going through things and it's like you got freaking ptsd of this and i'm not trying to make fun of ptsd or you know make a joke of it or anything or bring it up but it kind of reminds me of people that have that because you know they kind of get a little weird when they hear sounds and stuff you know so um all right so that was just a side note of bs random so on to my main thing now hopefully they're like getting further and further away so i'm just trying to make sure i have the background appropriate enough where i could speak and y'all could hear me i mean you could hear me but who wants to hear me in the background like come on and here he goes with the leaf blower you know they never even cared about the you know when you mow a lawn i guess like the grass that's like remaining from when you did the cut they never gave a damn so why you care today and watch he might have to walk all the way up let me see okay he don't so he's just gonna keep going further down he still has a patch so i'm gonna just bs for that little patch because i still hear him i'm trying to like get them away <laughs> like mentally i'm trying to manifest them further and further away so i can do this but i'll just keep the um thing close to me because i don't want the video I mean, I don't want this podcast to be too ran out, too long, drawn out. Okay, so I'm already at six minutes and I'm about to start because this is a lot for me. And it's been burning in my brain for the past week. So I might as well just do this episode and get it over with. I wanted to speak about oppression and I wanted to make a pod about oppression because I want everybody, everybody to know that what these people walk around every day screaming out it might be true i don't know i never experienced the type of oppression where somebody that was not brown has stopped me or have oppressed me in any kind of way literally like i never went through that (gasps) a black girl never went through oppression (gasps) a black girl saying she's not oppressed (gasps) She's actually saying she's free? (gasps) I can't believe this. She's lying. Man, ain't nobody lying about this crap. And I'm trying to minimize the cursing too, so bear with me, you guys. But anyways, yeah, I'm black and I'm free as hell. I'm black and I am not oppressed, okay? That's just me. And how I've grown up, the people that I've been fortunate enough to be around, the type of friends that I've had, the type of personality that I naturally born have attracts a multitude of people, and they are not just black. I have Indian friends, white friends, black, Spanish friends. I have all type of different friends. So... Or people I associate with. Because I got to be careful with what I call people. Yeah, they're not really friends, you know. But 
they don't hate me because of how I look. And they never stood in the way of me trying to gain anything. So I don't know about everybody else, but I don't claim that, okay? That might be true for some people, and that is unfortunate, and I'm sorry about that. Because we still have a few ignorant people, you know, that were programmed and taught a certain way. And that plus how they perceive you as soon as they see you, how you act, that plus that equals the result and sometimes being the discrimination and or oppression. So that's that. Um, however, just because I'm not oppressed by non-black people, aka white people, or any of that, that doesn't mean I never felt oppression. Okay. I felt oppression in areas where I'm about to say it and it's going to be a shocker, unbelievable bombshell. Like make a big bulletin of this because every time I tell other black people this, they look at me like I have 20 heads. Forget three or five or 10 heads, 20, okay? White people never oppressed me. White people never got in my way of anything. They actually, if they had the power and the will, you know, to actually have an open door for me and keep it open and hold it open and say, yep, go. That's what happens to me. Um, However, big however, I have been oppressed and I've been oppressed by my parent in some aspect. My mother was not easy to me. I have been oppressed by my own aunt. Yep, again, a brown person that's allegedly supposed to be my family member. And I say it like that because we give all these people these titles, we're taught, programmed to be, oh, my mom, my mom, my mom. And especially in the brown, black, African-American, whatever you want to call it, culture or way of life or whatever you want to call it, we taught, programmed, to love, praise, put our mother on a pedestal and shame, blame, shun our fathers. I don't know why it's like that, but this is what it is. And go ahead and lie and say no, but this is the problem. Um, It's all over the place. So I'm just another story that you can add to your list if you ever heard any like this. Um... I've received, well, not received, but I've been through some of the craziest stunts of oppression. That's what I'll name them. Stunts of oppression, actions of oppression from these people. And, you know, I listen to other brown people and they say, oh, you know, I love my mom, my aunt. They always look out for me, la, la, la. And I just be sitting there like, must be nice because... I have no idea what that feels like. I have no idea what that means. And I'm not even trying to be funny or anything like that. I'm just saying what it is. Okay? Like, I've been through it. I've been through my aunt in my face screaming at me for absolutely no reason. Because of something, some lie, and, you know, some lie, because they would do it. That my parents, my mom, would tell me. Tell her. Excuse me. I don't know. When I was growing up, I did go to school. But, you know, when you're in high school, everybody cuts class. Everybody left 
periods of class at least once in their life. Nobody's perfect. So nobody's perfect. And no, I don't have any kids now. I'm 26 years old. I have no kids. I have my own place, my own car. Everything's in my name. So being in high school and yeah, you cut a class and you go hang out with friends, but that doesn't mean you're going to wind up pregnant at 16. Like they were screaming in my face with spit drops going on my cheeks and, you know, on your body from them screaming so loud in your face. Oh, you're going to be 16 and pregnant. You're not going to be anything in life. With that attitude you have, I don't know what attitude that was. I guess it was the I'm an individual and I don't agree with everything that you say attitude. Oh, you're going to wind up like this. You're going to wind up dead. You're going to wind up in the street. All these things. All these things. And somebody would be like, oh, well, she was just saying mean stuff to you. Hun, you can't do that to your kids. Words, they do do something. It does affect them. Okay? You can't, you can't treat your children like... They are pieces of shit in the street. Because if that was the case, why did you go through 18 months, because it's just me and my sister, of, you know, two different pregnancies? Why did you go through all that to have us? Like, what, what what was the main point of that? Like, and not just that, not just the verbal abuse that I would sometimes endure, it would be, it would crawl up to mental too. Because, okay. Here we go with the oppression. My mother's brother is weird. She has a bunch of them, but this one is, this one I'm talking about. He takes the cake, I have proof. I will do it, the whole YouTube and everything when I get time. He was a predator. He was trying to get me in a sexual way, which is incest, it is disgusting. And, you know, I've heard the stories where the uncle comes in and trying to do this, and I I have that too. This person really wanted to do things that are just illegal for me. Like, I don't even have the words to describe the crimes that were initiated against me. And if I wasn't smart and if I didn't have a brain of my own, I would have been another casualty in the incest world. I would have been another, just another story of she got raped and da da da. This boy, man, because I was the kid out of this, I was only 16. Um, he wrote me not one, but two handwritten letters on loose leaf paper out of a notebook with pen. I don't know when or where, but he wrote two letters. The first letter is quite provocative. The second letter is a retaliation letter because I told somebody about the first letter. So that was that. I told my parent and she tells me, oh, he's probably just playing. I show her the letter. She read it word from word, and I looked at her as she really sat there and no tears, no anger, no nothing coming down her face, not saying this is inappropriate. Why are you writing this to my daughter? Nothing. She said 
oh, he's probably playing. And then she was like, oh, it's, you know, it's probably your fault. And I said, huh? She's like, yeah, it's probably your fault. You know, you walk around them and I'm like, I don't walk around anybody. That's just ridiculous. I don't want a relative to view me in that way. Like being a product of a single parent because my mom was with my birth father so-called engaged quote-unquote that's not being a wife but okay have me and he was quote-unquote because I don't know where he's at I have no account of this on his side she says he was abusive okay so you leave him and you go all the way across the country and have me and all these years later and everything so with all that being done and have been endured in my life why would I try to get my relative in a way that is unacceptable I look at my uncles for protection you know as a protector possible father figure in certain situations a brother that's what that's what they were supposed to be for and for him to be a predator it was really just funny it was scary and funny in a bad way and then to have my parents say that it was my fault it it was just it was mentally draining and mentally crushing because i am well i was well, I still am, but back then, I was very mature and advanced and intelligent for my age. 16-year-olds around my age, what were they doing? What I said earlier, having kids and being bad and, you know, just all over the place. Just all over the place. So, for her to really say that and be serious and not do anything and not talk to him, she claimed she talked to him. She didn't talk to him. Like, let's just keep it real. For her to do all that is just betraying. It's betraying to your first daughter to sit there and look at me as if I'm making this up and I started this. That's another one. Like, how do you not believe your kid? Like, I wish I would have a kid and my child comes back and tells me somebody's trying to be a predator over them, trying to prey on them. I would believe my kid. Why would my kid lie? They don't have a reason to lie. My kid won't be one of those kids that lies. But anyways. So it's my fault for that. Okay. It's not okay, but whatever you say. I should have left and never came back then. But I I, I left down the line. 17. Trying to get my sister over to my grandmother's house. And, you know, New York, it's public transportation, but you still need money to get on there and we didn't have any money to get on there well you know she didn't have enough money to get there because she I was going to drop my sister off at my grandmother's house and then I was going to go off with my friends and go spend the weekend over there I was just going to like go do two three things or whatever um she was acting like she did not have the money but she just gave money to this same person that I just told you about in that other story. So, 
I'm like, well, I'm going back and forth talking to my sister. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to go to grandma's because, you know, mom's acting like she don't have the money and she do and la la la. So she goes and asks her, no, I don't have it, blah, blah, blah. And she did. Like, it ain't that serious. You could have gave the girl 10 bucks to get there. And knowing grandma, you know grandmothers. She would have gave her money and food and this, this, this just to get back. So all we had to do was get her there, basically. And she didn't even want to do that. So I tell her, I'm like, you know, that's kind of unfair how you're not letting her go to grandma's. Like, nobody's going to be in the house. You should want her to go to grandma's because I'm not coming back after I drop her off. I'm going out with my friends. This is, you know, this is what I want to do. And she's like, oh, yeah, you could go, but she's not going. I'm like, that's stupid. She says she wants to go. You told her that you were going to send her. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of messed up. Because if we was blah, 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 you would have gave the money over already. Like, it's not that serious. Homegirl literally needed like five or ten bucks just to get there. But anyways, she snapped. All of my stuff was broke. Like, I had like glasses or whatever on top of my dresser. Gone, gone, everything's on. Breaking everything up in the room. Throwing things at me. Things are hitting my head, my body, my face. I'm trying to like block or whatever. And she's like, get out and don't come back. And I'm like, are you serious? She's like, yep, get out and don't come back. I'm like, oh, okay. So I pack my bags. And that's how, well, you know, two weeks after that, two, three weeks after that, that's how I wind up in PA. So to bring it on home, to bring in the point of two scenarios of obvious dismay and just obvious, I'm stopping you from doing this. Like, these are the things that nobody talks about. Like, seriously. Okay, you want another one? Come back from, no, NPA. After... The first two months of her lying, saying that I ran away, which is stupid because she kicked me out, but okay. She makes her way up there, and we're talking about schooling. And I'm like, I want to go to this school. And she's like, all right, well, what needs to be done? And I'm like, well, I have to sign out of the high school that I'm at, you know, registered at back home, and I have to be you know, re-signed and re-registered into this school. Free 99. It's just a bunch of documents you got to sign. Nothing crazy. They just want your name and we have the proof of address. That's it. Okay, simple. Signs me out of the school um, where I was. Okay, I got the paperwork legally saying that I'm signed out of high school. I ain't drop out. I signed out. Well, she signed me out. So we go back. I go back. To PA, I'm like, cool. I got the paper saying that I'm legally like out of school. So I'm waiting for her. I think like a month or two later, she comes, comes over. It, you know, it was all right. She could have stayed home because she wind up not even doing what she said she was going to do. Wind up not signing the papers. I'm not in school until 18, 19. And I come back. So I come back. And I'm looking for schooling. I'm looking for schooling. She comes with me to look for schooling, but, you know, I don't know what happened. None of the schools accepted me. Alternative high school programs I was trying to do. 
because I was really keen on high school diploma, but, you know. So that doesn't work. And I'm like, all right. I find a GED program like a month after looking for the alternative high schools and got in with the GED. And six months later to graduate with the GED diploma and received it on December 26th um, of, yeah, 2014. So with that, what does that tell you? I had to get up and take charge of my own life. And when I started getting up, taking charge of my own life, that's when I was getting the results that I was thinking and asking for. When I put my life in my own parent's hand, you would think that she'd be a parent and actually come through. You would think that she would be for the greater good of her first child. Not saying that she should be any way to the second child. I'm just saying you would think that it would be possible for me to go into the other school like and do this and do that. Mind you, it was free. All she had to do was just sign, what, three, four papers saying, yeah, I'm her parent, and yeah, I'm signing her in here. And yes, she does reside 15 minutes away. This is her right here. That's all she had to say. She didn't even, she didn't even do that. And that's cool because it shows. It shows how you're really feeling about things because things aren't going your way, you won't do it. And that's kind of bad because when your child starts getting older and older and older, yeah, I mean, how far are you really gonna go with it? They're telling you, hey, this is a better school, put me here, hey, this is, like they're doing their homework, they're looking, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't have any excuse for that. But what I will say is this, I never been through a situation where I couldn't get a job because I was black or I couldn't get the car because I was black or filling out for my own apartment in my own name. Nope, never went through it. But what I did go through was somebody physically stopping me from obtaining things that I needed. Who wouldn't want to say that they graduated from a really good school out of state, was a cheerleader, because once I enro- would have enrolled, that's exactly the second place I would have went to. I always wanted to cheer. I think it's cool. It's fun. The outfits, the pom-poms, everything. It's so cool. I wanted to go try out. I wanted to do a lot of things. It was going to be really cool in that school for me. But you know what? It just didn't happen for a reason. And I'm good off all that. I'm not really worried. But in my mind, that is stopping somebody from doing something. And isn't that oppressing somebody? Yes or no? So those are the thoughts I be thinking when I talk to other black people and they say the things that they say. Oh, well, we've been oppressed all these years and we're still oppressed and aren't you oppressed, right? Like, da, da, da. and I'd just be sitting there like, honey, we right now do not know about that. There's not one opportunity that we can't get 
Matter of fact, we would get the opportunity first because we are black, which means there is a little bit of privilege if you really want to get technical. There are scholarships that I heard about that we could get because we're black. There's loans we can get because we're black. So I don't really know about this whole oppression thing, and I don't really agree with it. I'm going to just keep it real right now in this pod, and I'm going to make it 30 minutes because this is a good one, but I don't really personally agree or know about it. Nah. I don't know. And I'm not not even trying to be funny. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really know about it. I don't agree. I've went through it with my own family. People physically trying to stop me from becoming a better version of myself. If I left it up to certain people in that family to help me learn how to drive, I would never have even known how a vehicle feels or smells. (laughs) If I left it up to these people to in the area of employment, I'd never see a dollar. And these are supposed to be so-called family. I'm supposed to put these people on a pedestal. I'm supposed to put my mom on a pedestal. I don't think so. It doesn't work that way, at least not for me, not now, but that's okay because I control my life now and I am no longer oppressed. I'm a survivor and I've endured typical mother-daughter oppression, but just know it's my oppression story and I have real stories that I can validate and back up that are true and legit. So... I am not a victim of oppression. I am a survivor. Thank you. I'll see you next time.